0: My friends, we find ourselves on the fifth Sunday of the Easter season, saying hallelujah, and grateful that we are always God's Easter people. I brought a little show and tell today. I don't know if I will be able to show them to you or you'll be able to see them very well. Um, these are some of my little rock collection. Um. This small flat stone with a little pattern in it, I picked up on the beach in California in January when I was out visiting my son. And this little heart-shaped rock is part of my heart-shaped rock collection that I am always looking for wherever I go. And this one, if you use your imagination, is another another you know sort of heart-shaped rock. Um, and I keep these I keep these in my bedroom because each of them is sort of a building block for memory. I look at them, I can remember where I picked it up, where I found it, perhaps who I was with, or if there's a story that goes along with it. So they're sort of the raw materials of little uh, visual cues for me to remember parts of my personal story. And of course we all share the big stones here at Trinity Church. The very first time I walked into the building, I was struck by the stone walls and the sacred sense that one has inside that sanctuary, inside the large sanctuary, as well as here in the chapel. Um, Those stones, not just the building blocks of a physical building, but the building blocks of our community and our sense of our faith and our prayers being gathered in sacred space. So again, the building blocks, not only of memory, but of hope and faith and mission and location here in Concord where we are called to proclaim the gospel and go out into the world from this place. Those kinds of stones. In today's reading of Acts, We have a story about stones, too. The passage that we have begins at the very end of chapter 7. And I would encourage you to go back and read all of chapter 6 and all of chapter 7, because you'll have a much better understanding of the context for the story. But the Cliff Notes version is that in the very early days of the church, as the numbers were growing of believers in Jerusalem, the disciples were very busy. And one of the things that the early church took quite seriously was the command from God to feed and care for widows and orphans, those who were on the margins and who needed food and care and shelter. And the organization and administration of that had become quite um, quite a complex situation, and the original disciples gathered some other people and laid their hands on them and effectively ordained them as the first deacons. And the person, that, that deacon who is the most famous in this story is Stephen, of course. And so not only was Stephen a deacon helping to helping the church to fulfill its mission of caring for the poor and the hungry, um, he also was a great storyteller. And was somebody who Luke tells us was filled with the power of the Spirit and could do lots of signs and wonders of God's work. And people started to notice um, both what he was saying and what he was doing and in the power of the Spirit. And as you can imagine, imagine this, some people didn't like it. And they confronted him, dragged him in front of the high priest and the high priest said, What are you doing? What are you saying? Is all of this stuff true? And his answer was basically to go back and relate the entire story of God's project from creation, Abraham, Moses, all the way down to Jesus, although he doesn't use Jesus's name as he tells the story. But right before the part that we read today, is when he has just said to the high priests, basically, you guys killed all the prophets, you killed the righteous one, and you're not being church in the power of the Holy Spirit. So they got very angry, they dragged him away, and they stoned him to death. So it's a story about stones. It's a story about people not wanting to hear the good news, not wanting to embrace God's vision of a world where people care for one another and think beyond their own immediate desires. So I look at my stones with a different lens this morning because what I said at the beginning is that they are building blocks for memory, building blocks for story, building blocks for community, building blocks for prayer. But what we learn is they can also be building blocks for divisiveness and hatred and destruction. One of the things that's come up for me over the last couple of weeks from a number of you and also from some unexpected places is this sense that we have a moment now in the midst of this pandemic and in the months and in the weeks and the months and perhaps even the years to come to use our raw materials the stones of compassion and the stones of inclusivity and the stones of a reminder about who we are as God's people, that we have an opportunity to take those raw materials, those stones, and build a different future. What would it look like if we mined If we mind this experience that we're all having in our own particular ways, and we asked ourselves the questions, what do do we want to build going forward? Because we have the raw materials, we don't have to use the old stones or we can take the old stones and build something new with them in a different configuration. What if we listened to God's original command to care for the widows and the orphans? What if we decided that our society going forward was a society that obeyed that command? And that as a church, we were going to be leaders in that effort. It sounds easy to talk about. But one of the important things about the story of Stephen is right in the, right in the reading, it says he, he was talking and, they, and they, they closed their ears. I mean, Luke wants us to envision them putting their fingers in their ears. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. That's what they were saying. We don't want to hear this story that you see Jesus up there sitting at the right hand of God the Father looking down because we know we're not doing it right. So he was killed for bringing this message and people had their hands over their ears. So one of the questions for us is People do have their hand. We do have our hands over our ears. We don't want to hear a lot of the truths because of the coronavirus. Some things are just being revealed anyway. You know the problems in our environment and the the issues around climate change and the incredible uh, the incredible inequality both in who gets the disease and who has to go to work and who gets to stay home and who has appropriate child care and who has health care and who's at risk, who's at risk of losing their jobs, what jobs are actually essential, how do we value the people that are putting their lives at risk. All of those things are being revealed and we really can't, Put our hands over our ears or our hands over our eyes around those things because now we see. So we're in this moment where now we see, now we hear. Can we take stones that are shaped like hearts, stones that have the word hope painted on them, stones that look like vibrant churches and go forward? Into whatever is next into this unknown without fear because the story of Stephen shows us that basically we'll get killed for it because the world at large doesn't want to go that way every time there's a war or a huge crisis or a huge pandemic those stones come out Stones of blame, finger-pointing, name-calling, stone-throwing. But can we, as Easter people, say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to take our heart-shaped stones. We're going to take our church-shaped stones. We're going to take our hearts of compassion, our eyes that see each person as a created, valuable child of God. And we're going to rebuild a world. We're going to rebuild a country based upon those, those stones. And it is scary. It is scary. But in the gospel reading, we have the antidote. We have the answer. Jesus tells the disciples who are very afraid Remember the context of that story. It's the Last Supper. He's telling them that he's going to be leaving them, and they have no idea where he's going. And he says, don't worry. Don't be afraid. I'm the way. I'm the way. You know me. You know me so you know God. I've been walking with you. I will not leave you. I'll be with you, I'm sending the Spirit to be with you, and I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place for you. I'm not going anywhere. In fact, this way, this way that you're in, this way that you can be, this life that you have, is the thing that's going to sustain you. Because I am the way, I am your way. I lay myself down so that you can walk in my way. So that's how we do it, friends. We pick up the stones, not to throw them, but to build something new. Thanks be to God. Amen.